Will They Find a Home? Sponsored by Geico. Steve is intrigued by the paranormal. Otherworldly spirits really make a house a home, you know? Janice has different taste. I'd like my house to not be haunted. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Steve and Janice found a renovated Victorian that's only haunted from 9 to 5. Okay, wife's home. Y'all gotta bounce. Bye, Steve. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. From the basement of the Bob and Tom Studios, it's that Josh Arnold podcast. Oh, hello. My goodness. Here we are, mid May. Mid May? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to warn you right now. That is just the kind of morning it has been for me. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a lot wrong. Uh, uh, my, the brain is, uh, I'm, I, for whatever reason, I'm running on fumes. So this should be a fun one. Of course, it's mid-September. And uh, <laughs> look, it's that, that won't be the only mistake I make today. It's just been one of those, uh, we've all had them, right? Well, thankfully, I've got some support today. One of my favorite people is sitting in with me. And, uh, oh boy, I'm just happy, happy that they are here. My guest this week, of course, is you. That's right. My gosh, you're looking good. I hope you're feeling good as well. And, uh, yeah, but just one, I, I'm, I'm, like well, I'm tired and I'm um, unfocused today, and uh, you know we're gonna have fun, but it's um, uh, you know I just want to be upfront and honest with you. It's one of those uh, I, I we had work. Tom is back uh, essentially to work, and so he was in all morning, and we're readjusting to that. Uh, you know, positive readjustments, but readjustments nonetheless. And then had a, a fun lunch with. Uh, Chick and Jess Hooker and Jeff Oske and Jason Hoffsetz and Greg Warren and myself. Not only was it a fun break, we had it was actually breakfast food, uh, but it was also heavy. Ate uh, a lot of heavy stuff. <laughs> oh man, we had biscuits and gravy and muffins and uh, uh, b- breakfast potatoes and all boy sausage. I mean, all kinds of crazy things. And uh, so I've got that going. I had a ginger ale afterward. I'm obsessed with ginger ale these days. Loving, loving ginger ale, becoming somewhat of a connoisseur, actually. If ever, whenever I go somewhere and I see they have it, I have to try different types and different brands. And uh, I'm di- I even I even made my own ginger ale at home with actual ginger. Uh, that's right. Um, not great. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll try to work on the recipe a little bit. But uh, anyway, so I had a ginger ale to try to you know, sort of lighten up uh, the, the weight in my stomach. And uh, yeah, but no, I just I, all over the place today. Uh, but thankfully, like I said, you're here and we're going to have fun. And this week's sponsor is just one of the most magnificent things uh, there is. It comes to us from Josh. He actually recommended the sponsor. And uh, thank you, Josh. He said he enjoyed this sponsor uh, during a grilling session he had. And uh, it makes perfect sense. Sponsoring. That Josh Arnold podcast this week, a sunset. Oh my gosh! I mean, there there are few sights more gorgeous than a setting sun. Uh, whether you're on the beach, whether you're on a mountain, whether you're even just sitting on your own porch, a nice sunset, a nice what a gorgeous way to wrap up the day, isn't it? And to ease into the night. Oh, and and Josh says, man, particularly during a a grill while you're grilling out. Watching that sun go down, maybe you're having a, a sip of beer or wine or whatever it is you like, and uh, uh, hell, even ginger ale and that meat is sizzling, and you know the family, whoever friends, whoever you have with you. Maybe it, I I grill for me all the time, and uh, all right, well, this is going to be a nice nice meal, and ah, that sunset, just the visual capper uh, to the day. Oh, very good, Josh. Thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you, sunset. For being our sponsor, I hope you enjoy a sunset very, very soon. You know what I enjoyed recently? A small town in uh, just about an hour north of Indianapolis or so, maybe north 
East uh, Alexandria, Indiana, known uh, by the folks there as Ellick. A lot of folks who live in Alexandria, uh, Indiana, call it Ellick. They say, hey, yeah, here in Ellick, we uh, have a lot of trains, or here in Ellick, we uh, we have a movie theater called the Alex Theater. But apparently people call that the Ellick. So the Ellick and Ellick. <laughs> I love stuff like that. I love when small towns, you know, have their own... Uh, idiosyncrasies and uh, in this case uh vernacular and i think it's uh, always fascinating and fun and um boy we had a terrific time it was greg warren and i and our uh, one of our best friends sean o'brien all three of us doing stand-up at a movie theater there and uh man great people came out and uh a great great place uh christian uh, the owner of the theater thank you for having us Boy, we had just a really, really fun, uh, great night. Uh, good folks came out. Mike and Rob brought their mom and 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 uh, um, and her granddaughter. Oh man, every everybody was uh, just terrific. Uh, my buddy Brandon brought his dad out. It was good to see every them and everybody who came out. And also, two gentlemen came out. They were not together, but they both uh, essentially shared with me um, phobias they have. And while this week we are not taking a trip to Fearfield, I do want to talk about what they had to tell me. Uh, one gentleman, uh, uh, and I apologize, I, I uh, do not remember their names. I, 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 I met a lot of people, and uh, uh, one uh, one of these guys has emailed me before, but I also get a lot of emails. It's my bad. I just I, I don't remember your name. But um, he one gentleman has a uh, fear of driving on highways. He will not he refuses to do it. He won't drive on highways. And uh I mean that's that's a true phobia because it's affected his life essentially. He he has to go he has to take other roads and I'm sure he does just fine. Um but if there's ever highway travel uh so either somebody else I you know I meant to ask if he just won't if he won't ride on highways as well. Like could he be a passenger on a highway or does it always have to be side roads? Uh, if you're listening, email me and let me know that answer. But um, uh, fascinating. And then this other gentleman had a phobia, and I looked it up. I, I first looked up a fear of driving on highways, and I, and there is there I couldn't find anything uh, that specific. There was certainly fear of driving or riding in cars, and then there was fear of dying in a car accident. Those are both fears, uh, which I guess is certainly related to fear of driving on highways specifically. But this next one, there was nothing about, and I found this to be incredibly interesting. A guy came up to me after the show Saturday, and he said, hey, my kid, uh, my son says, I have to tell you about this phobia, and I will. And he proceeded to let me know that his biggest fear is dying in mid-sentence. Passing away without being able to finish the sentence he, he was saying. Isn't that wild? Wow. And, uh, I, you know, I asked him a couple questions about it. And he says it's on his mind. It is something that is on his mind. <laughs> um, and he is, it is a fear of his. That when he dies, he will be mid-sentence and he won't be able to finish <laughs> what he was saying. I mean, that is really, really uh, fascinating. I wonder what that's about. I mean, he must hate it when he's watching uh, like those cop shows and uh, <laughs> a suspect or uh, somebody who who has the answer to the case has been shot and they're on the ground. and Tell me, who did this to you? It was... Uh, and then the person dies like that. That must be so disturbing for this gentleman to watch those kind of scenes <laughs> and then to go. I, I, I can't go out that way. I won't. I don't. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. I wonder what that is. That isn't that wild. I I, I was so uh, grateful that uh, he shared that with me because that certainly is uh, that is quite something. The fear of dying mid sentence. And I just Googled that. 
I googled fear of dying uh, in mid-sentence or while talking, that kind of thing, and I couldn't find anything. Maybe something's out there, but I just couldn't. Uh, the cursory uh, search I did, I could not find anything. It's it's pretty. There must. Be, I mean, he can't be the only one. There must be other people that have that affliction, that phobia. Uh, but anyway, a terrific time in Alexandria, Indiana. The Alec, thank you so much for having us. Oh boy, basement's a little stuffy today. I'll be honest. It's um, we've you know things are kind of cooling down, but uh, so we've shut off the air here in the building. But it's it's a hot one today. Oh, it's a hot one, and uh, it, <laughs> uh, but the air is still not on, so it's real stuffy and weird in here. I say we get out of here. I say we hop on board the TJA Express. That's right. That Josh Arnold Express. The Arn Track, as it's also known. Oh, boy, doesn't that feel good? Ooh. Put your head next to the window there. Catch that breeze. Boy, that's nice. Ah, to be on the Arn Track, the world's only steam-powered monorail. Oh, I see that we have found ourselves uh, in a neighboring town to Vocabville. My gosh, if we haven't made it to... Anatomy Acres. That's right. This is Anatomy Acres, where we learn a little bit about the human body. I, uh, for those of you who who may not know, I there are certain things, topics that I could talk uh, about all day, um, or just feel like it. But uh, words, language, uh, that kind of stuff, I can talk about all day. Uh, to a certain extent, horror films and the paranormal, that kind of stuff, I can talk about. All day. Well, anatomy is something that I can talk about all day. I've always been fascinated by anatomy and physiology and biology. and um, I, I always took those courses in school and did fairly well. And there was a time where I thought, man, maybe I will be a doctor. Maybe, may, I, I, you know, I would like like to be a doctor. And then I, I, I decided, uh, I mean, the entertainment field really called me louder than the medical field. So I went, ah, you know what, I can always just kind of be interested in the medical field and not actually practice anything. Uh, be one of those guys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I love it. And I thought today we would talk a little bit about bones. Yes, here in Anatomy Anchors. Uh, now, you shout this out if you know the answer just right now. How many bones does the human body have? Oh, some of you were right. Some of you were right. That's uh, the, For those of you who are correct, yes, 206 bones in the human body. Now, the bones I wanted to talk about today... Uh, two special, two special bones. Uh, <laughs> uh, first off, the smallest bone in the body, the smallest and lightest bone in the body, apparently has a new name from when I was a student. So uh, you probably know it's in the middle ear. Now, back when I was in school, that bone was called the stirrup. It was the stirrup because it's shaped like a stirrup. It's um, sort of like a well, no, it's exactly like a stirrup. I mean, that's why they called it that. And um, you know, kind of a half moon with a stick coming out of it. Uh, so if you were to look at it, you would go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a, certainly a stirrup—the thing that you put your foot in uh, in a saddle of a horse. So uh, they've apparently now it's it's widely known as, and I, you know what? I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Stapes or uh, Stapes. I don't know. S-T-A-P-E-S. But we always knew knew it as the stirrup in school. But that little bone in the inner ear there, uh, the middle ear uh, uh, specifically, uh, smallest and lightest bone in the body. Now, the next bone I wanted to tell you guys about here in Anatomy Acres is the only bone in the body that is not connected to another bone. It's sort of a free flow. I mean, it's not floating. It's a, it's attached to plenty of muscle and some cartilage and uh, everything. It's, uh, but it's there's no other bone that it's touching. It's the only bone in the body. And that's the hyoid bone, which is in your neck. It's, uh, it's, it's sometimes called the tongue bone because it essentially sits at the base of your tongue. And it actually helps tongue movement and... Uh, and swallowing and things like that. It's between the larynx and the mandible, the bottom uh, jaw, the lower jaw, and it's like a horseshoe. It's a horseshoe that sits there, 
and it helps with uh, speak articulation and um, and again uh, uh, a peristalsis, which is swallowing. So it's it's pretty interesting though. That's the only bone that doesn't touch the rest of uh, the body. Now my producer Jason is talk is pointing to the patella or kneecap, and that actually is that does touch the femur. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, those are connected by tendons. So they, they are they are connected to other bone. This is not connected to any other bone. So, uh, but that's a good, you would think, because you can kind of move that around without uh, stuff like that. But it is technically connected to other bones, whereas the hyoid isn't. Now, the interesting thing about the hyoid, it's almost impossible to break. Uh, having a hyoid fracture is very, very rare. Now, the reason I bring this up, and that you might be interested in this, if somebody has a hyoid fracture, the odds are they have been strangled, <laughs> that they have been killed uh, by some sort of strangulation or uh, hanging or something like that. A broken hyoid is usually a sign of foul play, or uh, so uh, uh, that's a good sign because it's so difficult to fracture on its own Whenever an ME, a medical examiner, looks at it, um, they uh, and they go, "Oh, there's a broken hyoid. We might want to question some folks." <laughs> so, uh, pretty interesting stuff. I I love anatomy. I, I you know while I've been talking about this, I've uh, um, uh, Chris Spangle, who works for the show. He does a lot of the social media. He sent me a negative comment about me <laughs> during the week, which. Um, uh, is always weird. <laughs> Somebody wrote in criticizing me, and he he thought he would share it with me, but he thought it was funny. He wasn't trying to like hurt my feelings or whatever. Uh, he was just like, "Hey, look, this is this is some you know, isn't this?" I, I believe his term was patently ridiculous. But uh, the criticism was, "Hey, the Bob and Tom Show should hire, should get rid of Josh and hire a comedian. The world has enough uh, pseudo intellectuals." <laughs> And, um, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm not for everybody or whatever. Uh, I don't consider myself a pseudo-intellectual because I don't, um, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm never trying to fool anybody. I, uh, <laughs> there are certain things I know a fair amount about, and there's uh, way, way more that I know very little about. And if I uh, am, if I'm being, uh, like, if I'm speaking uh, very confidently on the air, odds are, it's something I don't know <laughs> about, and I'm pretending. It's all it's all a bit or whatever, and I think most people get it. Um, but when I do talk about things that I am passionate about, like <laughs> language, anatomy, uh, literature, and stuff like that, uh, I, uh, I, I think I am somewhat intellectual in those departments. But now I, I, I as I was doing anatomy acres just now, and sorry, uh, again, I told you my brain was all over the place today. I did that to that person was in my head going, you pseudo intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yep. You got to love uh, uh, the comments sections of uh, of everything online. <laughs> many people saying very nice things uh, on many different platforms, but uh, yep, nope. It's uh, you still get plenty of uh, the negativity going around. So uh, fascinating. Two hundred. What did we learn today here in Anatomy Acres? Two hundred and six bones in the body. That's right. And the stirrup, or I guess we're supposed to say stapes, smallest and lightest bone, it's in the middle ear, and the hyoid, the only bone not connected to other bones. So, good stuff. Uh, share it with friends, family, <laughs> and be a pseudo-intellectual like me. Well, let's keep moving on the old uh, TJA Express. Ah, I wonder where we're going to end up next, but... Beautiful day to travel. Listen to that. That there, my friends, is the call of uh, those afflicted with wanderlust. And I am certainly one of them. Uh, oh, my gosh. Look where we're at. It's Movie Mountain. Oh, what a great place to be. Celebrate all things cinematic. Have you been back to the movies yet? Have you gone to a theater? Um, you enjoying streaming at home? Yeah, I'm doing both. I've gone to the theater a couple times, uh, a few times, and uh, also enjoying streaming at home. And this movie I want to talk about 
Now, I, I tend to reserve uh, the podcast to talk about things that I really enjoy and love. And I'm going to be honest here. I don't know how I feel about this movie that I'm going to talk about. I, I haven't decided. I know I appreciate it, but I can't. I don't know yet if I think it's good or awful, if I uh, loved it or hated it. <laughs> it's going. It's going to take another viewing. And what I've done is I've read. I've been reading reviews uh, about it, both from uh, professional critics and amateur critics and uh, audience members. You know, folks that just post on. Uh, uh, Instagram or whatever. That's really the only social media I, I tend to be. So, uh, and I'm finding that this thing is so divisive and people don't know. Some love it, some hate it. Uh, boy. And I think uh, the reason I want to talk about it here is because I encourage you to watch it uh, and decide for yourself. And um, I, this movie, particularly, this is a horror film. So if you're not into those, don't bother. It's It's okay. If it's not your thing, um, but this movie, in in terms of in genre circles, will be discussed for years. And uh, the movie is now in theaters. It's also available on HBO Max. It's called *Malignant*, and it's directed by James Wan, who did *The Conjuring* one and two, and uh, *Saw* and uh, *Insidious*, which I think is. Uh, sort of a modern horror masterpiece. It's re- it really scared me. Um, so he also directed Aquaman, but this movie, uh, Malignant, sold to the public, if you've seen trailers for it, as a Conjuring-esque ghost story, apparition, uh, some, something is uh, sort of haunting a young woman. That's what you essentially get from the trailers, all right? Well, there's more to there's more to it than that, and uh, I'm not going to say anything. Um, and, and once you watch it, you'll know why. But I'm telling you, that, so it's going to be all right. I realize now what I'm doing. I'm sort I'm going to have to be vague here, um, but I'm I'll still trying to keep this somewhat <laughs> interesting for you. The movie makes some choices that are so. Uh, it, you know what? Here's what I'll tell you. Here's I'll tell you because I still haven't decided if I like it or not, if I think it's good or not. I'll tell you what I appreciated about it. It is, it is, to clean this up, guano crazy, all right? It is nuts. <laughs> this movie, I, I, it's hard for me to even believe that it's a mainstream film. Some of the choices are so insane. It's some of the craziest <laughs> stuff I've seen. And again, it, it'll be up for you to decide whether or not you think it works or it doesn't. There's also a lot going on here. Uh, it, it's an homage to certain styles of horror. Um, I'll get specific here for those of you. Uh, this this may be uh, outside of some of your interest, but there's body horror in it. There's uh, giallo uh, or giallo. However, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, and, uh, which is essentially just Italian horror. That means that there's a lot of reds and greens and, um, uh, it's a, it's a tonal thing and a color scheme thing. And, uh, um, man, it's, it's beautifully shot and, uh, um, competently directed more so more than competent. It's really, really uh, quite uh, amazingly directed actually. The acting, you'll have to decide if you like it or not. And if look, if you like the acting, you're probably going to like the whole thing. If you don't like the act, because it is melodrama for sure. And uh, some are saying it's meant to be, and some are saying, no, it's just not good. So, boy, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. If, if this is your thing, if you like a scary movie, um, uh, and uh, or you like the horror genre, uh, check this one out. It's... It's pretty. It's pretty wild. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is a little later on down the road, I'm going to watch it again, and I'll give you a, my follow up review uh, as to where I'm at on it. Um, because some of uh, I went in thinking it was one thing and it was another, so some of this is on me. So I need to watch it again now with uh, a different perspective. And um, 
and, and different expectations. So <laughs> I'm laughing because I I love I love when movies or books or music or um, uh, anything maybe the way an athlete plays or um, you know I was gonna say politics but that hasn't been fun lately like in terms of discussing politics with people has has not it just isn't fun anymore for the most part I mean you all, we all have friends and family that you can talk politics with and get something out of and kind of go okay yeah what but uh, for the most part it's just not fun anymore but these other things to argue uh, you know to discuss because arguing really isn't uh isn't that interesting discussion is a conversation well, okay, I see how you feel. You know, back and f- healthy back and forth. That healthy discourse is is great. And this movie is going to create that and um uh for a long time, long time, a long time. In fact, it may have for horror fans particularly, I think it'll be a litmus test of uh so what did you think of Malignant? And based on the person's answer, uh you may decide whether or not you want to keep talking. I mean, it's really really quite uh it, it is interesting. So, Malignant in theaters or on HBO Max. And the way things are today, I'm sure it'll be streaming for free in uh, two months, something like that, probably by Christmas. So, all right. Well, I see we've made our way back uh, to the basement. Uh, what do we have here? Let me. I, I had a question sent in. Um, let me pull that up here. And, uh, yes, Mick. Mick says he enjoys the podcast. Thank you, sir. He says, I'm not much of a music guy, but I do believe in the power of music. What do you recommend in the way of powerful, uplifting music? Something that could turn your entire day around. Wow. Great question, Mick. Um, Somewhat uh, unanswerable. Only in that what I find to be uplifting, others uh, won't. And what, what others find uplifting i may not you know you know what i'm saying um so i can just tell i can just i'll what i'll do is just give you um well you're pretty much asking uh, my opinion anyway so i'll just give you my opinion you know there are a lot of uh um uh there's a lot of what you consider uplifting music out there the whole uh you know sort of uh faith-based music genres your gospel your uh uh, Christian rock, your, um, oh, you know, sort of uh, Christian con- adult contemporary, your Amy Grants, your Michael W. Smith, that kind of thing. Um, my ex-girlfriend uh, loves that stuff, and I know that that music is very uplifting to her when she, um, you know, is is uh, feeling a little uh, maybe tired or uh, a little down from work or, or whatever. She likes to listen to that, and it really makes her feel good. And man, oh man, I, uh, I I think that is fantastic. If I want something that I consider powerful and uplifting, I'm not ashamed to say uh, I'll throw on some Enya or um, some, man, maybe even like Sarah McLaughlin or, uh, you know, I've got a playlist that has like Sarah and Natalie Merchant and... Um, Oh boy, uh, there's even an Indigo Girl song on there, and um, just stuff that I I think is really pleasant and uh, inspiring and and hopeful. And uh, but I got to be honest, I also get really uplifted by some what some people would consider angry music. Like there are some songs by Corn and <laughs> Rob Zombie and something that I like. It really, it genuinely makes me happy. Like if you play "Living Dead Girl" by Rob Zombie, I uh, boy does that brighten up my day. It's just so fun and uh, active and energetic, and you know, there's obviously some dark imagery in a song called "Living Dead Girl," but uh, it's all there's no malice behind it. It's uh, you know, sort of playfully sinister, if you will, and so that also like uh, lifts me up. That kind of thing. There are some really nice, uh, you know, you guys know I'm, I love outlaw country and I love old school country and stuff like A lot of that will also lift me up. So it really just depends. I mean, some of it is just about mood. And um, it's not necessarily about uh, 
well, this is sort of uh, happy sounding or this is sort of it's just about what gets you going. And uh, yeah, all of that does. I'm all over the place with the music and I'm, I'm, I'm glad I am. There's some uh, man, some some old R&B. Are you kidding? Some of that. Gee, Sam and Dave. Um, you listen to some of that. I mean, you're going to I I at least for me. Boy, am I happy hearing hearing a lot of that. So, uh yes. Um and hey, look. Uh Mick, if you're not a music guy, uh don't force yourself to be. Um find just, you know, keep listening, keep uh tuning the stations, keep checking out playlists on Spotify. See what you like. And uh if nothing really grabs hold, uh, that's okay. Um, I'm sure there are many other things in your life that bring you that can uplift you, bring you some joy. Uh, I know people that aren't, they're just not that into music. I know people that just aren't that into movies. Some people aren't that into sports, you know? So that's totally okay. Don't feel, don't let anybody make you think that there's something wrong or that uh, um, you should love uh, all or certain music. No, 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 no. Just be you, man. Everything... Was good, but those are my. Uh, uh, that's yeah, that's kind of what I, what I listened to there. So I wasn't too sure what to, and I, I this is complete. I'm just being completely transparent to talk about today. So what I did was I went online, and I I searched conversation starters, and um, most of them are lame. <laughs> Uh, not to be judgmental, but most of them are like, okay, yeah, this is basic. Uh, these are like basic icebreakers that if you were to, um, let's say you were running some sort of employee retreat, <laughs> you would use that kind of thing. But I came across one that had some pretty interesting questions, and I thought I would go ahead. And I have, I've only sort of I gave these uh, a real quick glance. I didn't really uh, think too deeply on them or, or even read all of them. But it's uh, it's called 16 Deep conversation topics and uh, I thought I would maybe try to answer some of these and I know this is um it may feel like uh, to me a little bit it feels like cheating because I really I mean I really just didn't know what to talk about but I didn't want to not do a podcast so um I, I love spending time with you so I thought all right well let's see what comes of this all right question one what do you do to impress others deliberately. Boy. Um, look, I, I think I'm being honest with myself when I say I, there, I, I do not, I'm not, I don't set out to impress anybody. Um, I like to entertain. So maybe, uh, boy, I, I don't like when I tell jokes or I try to do, you know, something funny. Um, I, I don't, I'm not doing it to impress anyone. I'm doing it to, tr- to hopefully entertain. I, I, so I don't think that's the same thing. Um, I don't care about how I look a lot of the time. So if I, like, if I were to put on a suit, I'm certainly not, uh, first off, I can tell you right now, I'm not happy about it. Uh, so um, I would never just like dress a certain way to impress anyone. Um, this is tough. I, Jason, you can nod or shake your head. Do you, can you think of anything I might do that to impress somebody? Like, do I seem like the type of guy that, yeah, he, no, he's saying no. He's saying, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 boy, and I hope that doesn't also sound flippant, but I don't care about impressing people. <laughs> what, what you see is what you get for the most part with me and, uh, uh, and, you know, with with the exception of some things that I do on the big show, ju- for pure comedic sake, it's not necessarily a true reflection of me. It's just me, be, you know, sort of playing, being a little more villainous or a little more surly or something like that, or a little more stupid. I love playing ignorant. That 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 can be so. I think on today's morning show, I claimed that cows have four st- four hearts, and uh, Christy tried to. T- correct me rightfully so and I, I, I and I gave her a hard time saying no it's true <laughs> so I like playing ignorant but yeah I um you know what I, I and this isn't a dodge to the question I don't don't I don't know that I do anything to impress others deliberately number two what will you never do oh boy 
Um, you know what? You know what I've never done, and I I never will. I've ne- uh, cheat on somebody. That's just not uh, not anything I w- um will do. Uh, that's just that's sort of just a that's in my moral code. Um, and I I I won't do it. Um, so yeah, I I think I would. Um, oh boy, yeah, no, I. I, and I get, you know, temptation and stuff like that, but I just would never go through with it. If I were so tempted and it had to happen, and I've told my friends this before, and they some believe me and some don't, I would uh, call whoever I was in a relationship with and say it's over, and uh, then I would go sleep with that person in front of me. And then depending on how I felt afterwards, I would either call and say, I made a mistake. (laughs) And you look, that's not, there's nothing uh, chivalrous about that. But in my, with, in my own code of ethics, um, I would do that before I would just cheat. So, and I don't even think I would do that. Meaning, um, if I were in a relationship, I would totally respect it and just not be, um, yeah, I just wouldn't. But if I had to, let's say I'm married, but uh, Sofia Vergara says, look, one hour, uh, I, I, I would maybe have to make that phone call. <laughs> but yeah, cheating is something I will never do. Uh, what else? Uh, would you rather have less work or more work that you enjoy doing. Oh, I see. So is the job, uh, hey, uh, so is it, I, I have a job that I don't really care for, so I can cut that down to 20 hours a week, or I could work 50 hours a week at a job that I love. I'm going 50 hours with a job I love. I don't want to put any time and effort into something I don't like. That's my whole goal in life, is to not have to do things I don't want to do. <laughs> Now, I know that's sort of unattainable. We always have to do something we don't want to do. But for me, I'm working longer at something I love. That's for sure. Because what's the old saying? If you love what you do, you never work the doing stuff when you're loving it. I, yeah, I think that's I, verbatim exactly what the quote uh, Thank you. Thank you. I believe uh, that was uh, William Shakespeare Tennyson who said that. Uh <laughs> Oh, boy, this next one could get, uh, this could go sideways. What is important enough to go to war over? Oh, boy, do I even want to answer this? What is important enough to go to war over? Uh, the only thing coming to mind are vague, sort of these vague ideas, but but they're important. Freedom? Um, uh, boy, genocide? <laughs> I mean, none of this is really... Pleasant, but uh, I think that's important enough to go to war over. Um, uh, yeah, okay, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what does the American dream mean to you? Uh, you know, freedom is certainly in there. Freedom to do the best I can with no uh, uh, obstacles. Or... At least with obstacles I can overcome, meaning obstacles uh, such as I need to become more skilled or I need to uh, work harder, that kind of thing, like those like natural obstacles. But the freedom to do, uh, to be the best I can with, uh, without what I'll call artificial obstacles. So uh, if somebody is keeping me from being the best I can – because of my weight or my because I'm uh, my race or my religious beliefs, that kind of thing, um, because of our, or my class status, any of that stuff. Uh, I think the American dream is to be able to do the best you can and be as successful as possible based on your own merits and without any uh, unnatural obstacles uh, in your way, if, if that makes sense. Uh, and I think it does. If you could instill one piece of advice in a newborn baby's mind, what advice would you give? Oh, I, I don't know if this is good advice or not, but this is what I would give. Uh, remember 
this um it, it would be along the lines of don't take this all don't don't take this too seriously. <laughs> right? Don't uh don't get too bent out of shape about uh this thing this this life thing, okay? Um what feels like the most important thing in the world at times, you will soon you will eventually realize really didn't mean much. And what doesn't mean much at times, you'll realize was one of the more important moments in your life. Don't try to define those moments. Let those moments define you. So uh, relax. Um, do your best. And if you're doing your best, uh, it look you're gonna you'll do great. Don't don't be afraid to laugh at a lot of this stuff. All right, there there's there's a lot of seriousness out there. And if everybody just kind of s- stepped back and went, what are we doing? Why are we so why are we so bent out of shape about this? Or why are we so stubborn about this or that what look it, it everything's cool uh and by the way in a world where everything isn't cool i think sometimes just going look i'll relax we'll get through it we'll, we'll that kind of th- i just think it's look don't take it so seriously i don't know am i wrong i is it because i'm a professional smart ass that i that i feel that way I don't know, but all I know is in my life, uh, I that is a that's something I wish I had known earlier. Was don't take a lot of this too seriously. All right, be a good person, and uh, <laughs> don't uh, don't sweat a, a lot of this. Are you more worried about doing things right or doing the right things? Oh, doing the right things. If I screw up, which I often do, uh, you know, that that stuff can be fixed. But, yeah, so I'm more interested in doing the right things. What do you do over and over again that you hate doing? Oh, my gosh. This is something I'm really working on. Uh, Beating myself up. I do it all the time. And, uh, by the way, if you're ever uh, inclined to, I I mentioned earlier about a... uh, Negative comment about me that was shared with me. If you're ever inclined to uh, send me a negative comment, just know that I've already kicked my own ass about whatever it is you're saying. <laughs> and my my therapist has, uh, uh, you know, really been <laughs> boy, she has her, her work cut out with, with telling me, "Hey, go easy on yourself. Will you chill? Will you uh, forgive yourself a little bit? Uh, don't live such a guilt ridden life." Because you're not really doing anything that you that deserves uh, guilt, you need to uh, you know try to look. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's one thing that I do that I have done over and over that I am definitely working on, but I do hate it. Is that I uh, I tend to kick my own ass when it's not necessary. What do you understand today about your life that you did not understand a year ago? <sighs> I don't know, um, uh, that when you uh, buy a house, there's a new expense every month. That That's probably, <laughs> that's certainly one thing. Um, uh, thankfully, I, I'm blessed to have, have a job, so uh, those things aren't as um, painful as they used to be, not, not long ago at all, but... They certainly, uh, I still feel them. What makes you uncomfortable? Oh, that's a really good question. What makes you uncomfortable? Bar stools? I hate them. Unless they have a back. And even when they do have a back, no thanks. Give me a proper chair, please. Uh, <laughs> Fighting makes me uncomfortable. I'm not a... Um, Boy, you ever see those like, uh, of course you have, these clips on the internet where it'll be two people on a street corner duking it out or it'll be a news clip of, uh, you know, a brawl broke out in a restaurant uh, or uh, uh, some uh, woman was upset because they were out of sweet and sour sauce. Like, you know, you know exactly the clips I'm talking about. I can't take it. I just do not. I'm really uncomfortable watching 
people uh, fight. I don't. I'm not a UFC guy. I'm not an MMA guy. Um, boxing, I appreciate more than I enjoy for sure. I just don't. Um, professional wrestling, I like because uh, it's more of a masculine. Uh, it's more of a testosterone fueled soap opera than it is uh, physical violence. I mean, they get look, they get violent, but. I know enough about it that to know, okay, whereas when I think, look, when Conor McGregor's in the ring, I, I feel like he is, he he really wants to hurt that person. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just, I, I could be way wrong, but uh, I don't like it. I don't like watching people fight. It just, it makes me really, it does make me really uncomfortable. What one need and one, one I don't know. Some of these I'm going to skip. What will you? <laughs> what will you never give up on? Oh, that's great. There are a few things. Um, my family. I would never give up on my family. I would never give up on being uh, the best version of myself I can be. I would never give up on my friends. I would never give up on. Uh, trying to make people uh, smile or feel amused or laugh um, or, or I, you know, I'll never give up on trying to throw a little positivity around uh, those things. When you look into the past, what do you miss the most? Oh, boy, probably the um, lack of responsibility. Probably <laughs> that's one of them. Uh, yeah, man, remember being a kid? And waking up on a summer morning and you had the whole day ahead of you and and not one responsibility. Maybe you had kid responsibilities like uh, um, I have to make my bed before I can go uh, out and play. Or maybe it was like my only responsibility today is I can't get my new shoes dirty or <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, my gosh. Or you have to be back in uh, when the street light comes on. So you had some, but it wasn't anything like adult responsibilities. Yes. When I look back at the past, I miss um, the lack of responsibility the most. Uh, all right. Well, this last one, I don't know what to what to do here. It's what's the best part of being you? Um, probably, and I don't know if this counts, I, I bet, I bet somebody would tell me this doesn't count. What's the best part of being you? Probably knowing the people I know. I, I, I think I, that's really special to me. That's really important to me. The people in my life mean a lot. And, um, I know some of the uh, most loving people in the world. I know some of the sweetest people in the world. I know some of the most uh, skilled. I know some of, I absolutely know some of the funniest people in the world. Um, and I know some of the uh, sturdiest, bravest, um, strongest. I mean, I am uh, truly blessed with uh, the folks, friends, family, coworkers, um, and and also people I meet for three minutes after shows, that kind of thing. I, I'm I'm blessed to know the people that I know. That's uh, that that's what's the best part of being you. That, yep, I'm sticking with that. All right. I hope that in future podcasts I won't have to resort to online lists. But that was a fun one for me to do, and I bet uh, you have. I, I no, I, I know you have your own answers to those questions too, and um, I'm sure you were thinking about what your answers were while I was uh, bloviating about mine. <laughs> and I appreciate you uh, for sharing uh, that with me. What to work on this week, boy? Oh boy! Let's see here. One uh, one question I saw in a survey that I didn't end up uh, using was what brings you joy? What does joy look like for you today? So what I think we should work on this week, I know I'm going to, really think about what does bring you joy. 
every day. And because there's plenty out there that doesn't. Um, but what does bring you joy? And treat yourself to a little extra of that. All right. Maybe your kids bring you uh, so much joy. Try to spend a little bit more time with them today or this week, rather. Um, uh, maybe uh, solitude, sitting on your back deck with a cold beverage and a sunset uh, brings you joy. Go ahead and linger out there. Um, that kind of thing. Treat yourself to a little extra joy this week. Uh, I know I will because I am back on the road this weekend in Toledo, Ohio. That's right. You've heard on the big show us uh, reference the Toledo Funny Bone many times because years ago I had an infamous weekend there. Oh, dude. You know, you know, Jason, I, I wish that I had been booed. There were shows where the audience was, uh, they disliked me so much and thought I was so unfunny that it was pure silence. And I, I, I felt insane talking into a microphone and getting nothing, like total silence, that booze would have been a comfort to me because at least I would have known that I was being heard. <laughs> it was rough, and it was like six shows of rough. Well, I've worked a little harder, and time has passed, and uh, I have... Uh, some some uh, better jokes, <laughs> hopefully. So I will be back there this Friday and Saturday night. One show Friday, two shows Saturday. And um, I hope you join me. Jeff Oske will be with me as well. And we're going to have a great time. So it is the Redemption Tour at the Toledo Funny Bone this week. Also, uh, the podcast is uh, going through... Uh, well, it's sort of an ever-growing thing, right? It's a, it's it's uh, always evolving. And uh, we are uh, going to every other week coming up, all right? So uh, there are uh, a few reasons for it, namely um, stuff that I'm not interested in. It's stuff that's uh, uh, regarding, um, oh, boy, uh, the higher-ups. We'll just say that, all right? I didn't do anything wrong. Nothing's nothing's bad. Nothing's there's no problem. But it's just a, there's just some shifting going around. So uh, we'll be going to every other week. And quite honestly, that'll probably prevent me from uh, having to uh, uh, look up surveys online. So, <laughs> boy, do I appreciate you all. Thank you. Bye.